We're not fucking around today. That's right. I dropped the first F bomb in the first three seconds, and that was for you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It says live, but it's not cop. There it goes. Okay. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Just Too Sweet Show. My name is the Gobbly Gooper for today, but I'm real name is Tim. Over here, this guy, he is the president-elect, Mr. Eric Zant, A to Z. What's up, brother? What's going on? How's everybody doing tonight? Chilling, chilling. Down below, we got Bert, the Bert series himself, drinking Cheers. the apple whiskey. Yes, What's sir. going on, Bert? How's everything? Good, get ready to talk some Survivor Series, yeah. Are we all, are we all pumped up for Survivor Series talk? Are oh, we all yeah. pumped up for the old school shit, which I love so, so much? I'm, I'm looking forward to this year's, too. I think all, you know, the Undertaker stuff is what we're really looking at. Um, I'm pumped up for that. See if they do anything special. Yeah. Who comes out? Who pays their respects to the dead man himself? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bert, what do you think? You think any, any shocking surprises coming up Sunday? Um... Other than Savio comes- Vega and the Godfather, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the Undertaker, I don't know, but um, I know last night that uh, Drew got the title back against Orton, which I actually liked. I feel like they never shocking. Him. Yeah, doing yeah. It on, on TV. I mean, they did that. They did that uh, the last couple years too of AJ Styles beating uh, Jinder Mahal before Survivor Series. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um, other than that, you know, um, really excited to actually see Drew and Roman for real this time. Because I know, you know, the last couple of times that they they uh, they feuded, it was kind of a kind of a squash situation. But this time, it's going to be legit. Like Drew, with the year that he ha- that he's had against Roman, the tribal chief, head of the table, Roman. Going well, what about Undertaker? I mean, you expect any uh, surprise guests or? I think he's gonna, I think he's going to show up, but I don't think he's going to do any mat uh, any tease for a future match or anything like that. I think we'll have any like respect pay kind of like he did for Ric Flair when Ric Flair retired. We'll see. Possibly. I, I mean, so. every, I mean, I mean, everyone's in Orlando, so you know, they they have everyone there, so it's it's definitely possible. Mister Zay, you're not really big on the new stuff, but will you be watching Sunday to see the Undertaker take his final bow? Probably. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. You you what would you what do you want to see in respects to uh? Paying respects to the dead man. Boy, I don't know. Uh, other, than, other than Savio Vega. Other than <laughs> Savio Vega, nothing. I mean, <laughs> that's it. The maybe, Savio. maybe uh, the Godfather. You know, because Brian Adams and uh, Yoko are gone. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Junior Fatu come out. That'd be cool. I'm BSK, sure the whole BSK will be there. Probably the ones that yeah. are alive. Well, Savio's got to be. Come on. And, you know, it'd be great if just by chance he brought Los Pericos with him. Like, oh, I happened to see him out in the parking lot, you know, and <laughs> here they are. That'd be great. Los Pericos just happened in the parking lot in Orlando, Florida? It's right. happened to be in the parking lot in Orlando, Florida. They were visiting. Pan- there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of Puerto Ricans in Orlando, Florida. So <laughs> During a just, pandemic. <laughs> just true. chilling out in the parking lot. They, well, they wanted to come, you know, come see their cousin or grandmother up in Orlando and, you know. It's Thanksgiving. They were just, you know, and for fan, you know, perfect time. Well, hey, I'll well, take it. Puerto Rico is really part of the United States anyway, so they don't have to. You know what I mean? There's no whatever you can go as come and go as you please. That is true. So that is true. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm trying to post as much as I can into different sites. That's okay. I'll talk about Puerto Rico and Los Pericos all night, man. 
All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to get this party started right now. Let's do it. Right now. I said, well, we got Colin. Who we, who we got? Uh, Steve Farachi, thank you very much. I appreciate your uh, sharing the share. I've been sharing the share as much as I can, too. Thank you, sir. And Steve, if you're bored, you can come on. You can replace Hollywood Dave because he's too big for us now with his four quarters nonsense. Yeah. So you're, more than, you're more than welcome to come on the show. You can, you can I mean, come on if you want. <laughs> Raul, I like the Drew McIntyre that we took back, but why the hell is Summer 3? So, yeah, I, I thought it was an odd choice to have him lose it three weeks ago and then bring it back just for the yeah. hell of it. But, hey, yeah. you know what? They're trying to keep it interesting, I think. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you've got your pink paint on your tank. That's that's the shirt, Steve. Don't you know that's the Just Too Sweet shirt? That's his pink and black attack. Look, pink it's got – I got – Pink, pink here too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching? You say, uh, "What's your sister now, boss?" Panachi, love the support. Oh, Panachi's watching. Panachi, what's up, brother? He's uh, he's a loyal Giants. We stomped you out, show watcher. Welcome to the wrestling show, Panachi. If you're if you're a fan, welcome. Please feel free to comment. Bring it up. We are ready to amuse you. Hopefully, we do the deal. And what we're going to start with today? So we've been watching a lot of Survivor Series since it is Survivor Series month. Number 1989, and I, I enjoyed 1989 as much as I enjoyed the other ones. Um, and But before we even start, we have to listen to what the wrestlers were thankful for in 1989, because this had me cracking up. This, is so this, was, this, was, this was great. It had me cracking up, so let's take a listen. He went too long, mother. but okay. One, they should have stopped. That's it. You know what we're thankful for? We don't have to fight each other. Oh, yeah. I am thankful that I am the only man worthy of being the macho king. Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for the privilege of living right here in the good old U.S. of A. Tough guy. I'm thankful I've got the big earthquake on my side. <laughs> what I'm thankful for for Thanksgiving. Almost kissed, by the way. I'm yeah, they did. Thanksgiving with all the members of the Heenan family. Thanks for giving every day, but especially this day, that the Warriors give me the intention to deliver the power at Survivor Series. It is going to be a war. The 
Survivor Series. <laughs> Survivor Series. Yeah. That is so great. And you know what? Today's Survivor Series are lacking the wow. energy that all mm-hmm. these teams have in the promos. So when you energy. watch these promos, there's not one guy standing still. They're all bouncing. They're all excited. They're all happy. They're all ready to say they're one-liners. It is so great. Yeah, everybody everybody today is emo and all, like, serious and all, like, well, I have to post on Instagram later, so, you know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I, I must have watched it, like, six or seven times when it first came on. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical, and that's the kind of shit that I miss. Um, Me as well. <clears throat> oh, I know. I know, Eric. I know you're going to – I know you had your – which I'm interested to hear again, your comments about Macho Man and that match. And uh, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll get to that. We'll get to that one first. Let's get started with we'll go, we're going to go match by match like we usually do. Give a little talky talk. Uh, we had a dark match which we didn't get to watch. Thank you, thank you very much, WWE Network, which was Boris Zukov defeating Paul Roma. Thank you for cutting that out. It saved, <laughs> yeah. me, it saved me the fast forwarding that I did <laughs> not need to do. And for the first match, why is Beefcake always on the Dream Team? By the way, why can't he come up with a new name for his teams? Always a dream team. Because I think his wrestling ability is a dream. Ah. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> and by the way, too, now you know why I am not a Dusty Rhodes guy, too, because he's thankful for his polka dots. And the polka dots, the polka dots. <laughs> are horrendous. <laughs> that is horrendous. Poor guy. What a difference. I said, Here, here's guy. a guy who came from hard times and the plumber's son, and he lived on a dirt floor out in Texas, and – now he's thankful for polka dots. Exactly. And his okay. sapphire, baby. Yeah. Stupid sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so happy when Macho Man and Sherry kicked the crap out of him, even though I think they lost that match. But it doesn't matter. They still beat them up. All right, so we got the dream team. Polka Dot Man, Eric's favorite, the Red Rooster, and Tito Santana. What is going on? Um. Well, you why have is like- red, Why is the Red Rooster? I don't, I don't, I never got that, dude. Terry Taylor, he was he was semi over in the South. I mean, he was a good hand, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was ever like star caliber. And mm-hmm. I I think you know throwing him with Heenan, um, they thought I just, maybe- I, I just mean in general. How do you go like listen? Like how do you have that meeting with Vince? And he said, "Listen, we're going to spray paint your head. We're going to call you the Red Rooster, and you got, you got to cluck when you walk." I think because he yeah, actually that's a great idea. He actually that's thought he was shit. he thought he was the cock of the walk. That's why he because in yeah. real life he was arrogant. He was mm-hmm. so, so he was, know, a, a he was a punishment then? Oh you, you think you're cocky, we're gonna make you a rooster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, I think you know, so. You know Vince lo- loves to do that shit. They had a they had a they had a garbage man. I mean Duke the dumpster drove. So they think Duke dumpster was 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 garbage. Like you're garbage. We're gonna make you a garbage man. You're gonna yeah, be a garbage you're like man. Just got out of a garbage <laughs> road. Yeah, that garbage truck. That is good shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll never get over the Beyond the Map movie. Oh, the, I know. I, I, let me do it. I know. The, when they took poor like, draws. He's, oh, he's gonna he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. That was like Vince McMahon, like overboard, like. That was bad. It was. It was so bad. That's, every time I hear like one of these gimmick meetings, that's the first thing I go to. Like, oh, you're gonna puke. Like some of these, some of these gimmick meetings. Like I said, when 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 Mark Calloway first walked, he was like, "Listen, you're gonna be the Undertaker." You gotta be like, what? You know, or even even Triple H, you're gonna be 
the blue blood aristocrat. It's like, dude, everyone knows me as Terror Rising. Yeah. I'm a blue blood aristocrat from Connecticut. But I guess, hey, they worked. I mean, Undertaker, probably the greatest gimmick in the history of wrestling. So we got to be. Yeah. Anyway, that team of stars took on the big boss man, the enforcers. Boss man, bad is brown, Rick Martel, the honky tonk man, who, again, he was mm-hmm. captain for the first two couple of years, and now he got demoted. A team member, they're the boss man. It's like, Mm. oh, well, boss man was pretty good back then. Yeah, yeah, boss man was the last one in the ring against three guys. He did take out Terry Taylor before again. This is one of those things, too, before losing to a body cross pass thing and just got pinned. What kind of finish is that by Dusty, right? Because Dusty's a tubby shit, and they're trying to say he's a tubby shit. So he did. He, he did do a drop kick, want... though. Did you see him do the drop kick? Yeah, I'm not. Look, I'm not taking anything away from Dusty. I'm not. not. But Tim, he's uh, the American dream. No, he's not. <laughs> what? No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Listen, baby. No, I know. I said I told you before. Dusty Rhodes, NWA, WWE, completely two different things. The Road Warriors. Oh. NWA, w, two completely different things. Some are better than others. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, again, the funniest thing, too, it had to be Bad News Brown once again proving that he cannot be on a team. <laughs> that was the every, best part of the whole match, I thought. Every, every year he walks away from his team. Every single – why you recruit this guy for your team, I have no idea. That might have been but, one of his last appearances, too, because he, he wasn't around much after that. No, yeah, I, think he, I think he was gone a few months after. Did he? Did he last? Did he go anywhere else after that? I think he just left the business. I don't think he. I think he did leave the business. Yeah, because he's he's like a judo champ and mm. all that all that shit. And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I I've seen him. I mean, some of those shoot interviews. He's he's wearing the the traditional Muslim attire. So I don't know if he like found religion. Mm. And dude, one of the greatest finishes ever, the ghetto blaster. The ghetto blaster. Come on. Just the name alone is fantastic. How about- how, how about one of the greatest phrases of all time? Beer belly sharecroppers. I mean, that, <laughs> you know, I call my boss that all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got the Dream Team got the win, but afterwards, Big Boss Man beat the living crap out of the Polkadot Man, which I enjoyed to watch. I thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, we won to the next match. The King's Court, baby. The King's Court. Oh, yeah, Macho Randy King. Savage. The Canadian Earthquake. Let's not Canadian forget. Earthquake. Not Earthquake. He's the Canadian earthquake, Dino Bravo, and Greg Valentine. No, I'm sorry, but you're giving Randy a real shitty team here. Yeah. I mean, just by. Not really. I know, Eric, you're going to defend Dino and the earthquake and that. But just like for the the time, the stars, come on. Greg Valentine, dude, he's so 70s. Like he was done by then. Mm. The hammer? Really? I mean, he never he never really elevated too high in the WWF anyway. He, he has no like personality. That's why he was yeah. stuck him with the honky tonk man. It was like, ugh. Well, yeah, he, he was a he was a southern worker. He was a worker worker. Like he could yeah. stretch you. He was a worker. Entertaining. No. I mean, you know, somebody that walks around like a block. I, I don't think, you know, is not gonna get I mean okay, comparatively someone from the same era, Tito Santana. He was dynamic. He was, uh, you know, up, and he was exciting. Mm-hmm. So, and like, by the way, I think Tito won the title from him. He did. Intercontinental. I think he did. Yeah. 
But you know, there, 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 there's your there's your contrast in like you know north and south. Like Tito may wrestle mainly in the north most of his career. Greg wrestled a lot in the south, and you know on the west too. So that's how the styles were different. You know, I I just thought Savage could have used a better team, but it's okay. Why is it okay? Because they end up winning anyway. And who did mm-hmm. they beat? <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, I'm gonna have, they beat the four by fours. Which, which is anything up. This is probably the most personality I've seen come out of Bret Bret Hart ever. Yeah, doing the promo for this match, getting really into being a four by four with Jim Duggan, Ronnie Garvin, which mm. was really shocked me out of no. I forgot about Ronnie Rugged Ronnie Rug, Garvin. Rugged Ronnie, and of course Hercules. Who always he, he did the Garvin out. stop man in that match. The Garvin stop. How great! Yeah. Is, how great is it when you're watching a match and all of a sudden, and Ronnie Garvin's, and all of a sudden you see the Garvin stomp? That's just that's the greatest thing ever. Classic. It's ridiculous. But yeah, like Brett and that pre-show, he was like, I was like, look at Brett. Brett's going all in with the two by four and the taking the aim and and, crazy, and I was like, I've never seen Brett with this much personality before. No, he must have done a lot of coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, we're all gonna have to start doing homework. We all got to start listening to this podcast. I hear it's fantastic. The Brett podcast? <laughs> yeah, I heard it's great. I heard he, I heard he's, yeah, I heard it's Brett I heard, on he, I heard he's the real Undertaker because he just keeps burying and burying and burying and burying. There's nobody <laughs> safe from what I hear. Bischoff, <laughs> Vince. Bischoff was the latest one, but we know how he felt about Bischoff all this time. Yeah. But you know what? Even Bischoff admits, I don't know what I was doing. You know, he rolled that wave and. Yeah. Yeah, but when it started coming down to, I actually have to write a show. He's like, oh, I don't know what the hell to do. I, mean, no. I don't know what I'm doing. No, at least, Bischoff, he, at least he admits it. At least he admits it. Bischoff was in the right place at the right time. He. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So Macho Man and the Canadians were the sole survivors of that one. Dig it, and I was digging again, Eric. What you, and what were you saying? By the way, you brought up a good point, and I, I'll let you go on your on your rant. Uh, not a rant. I'll call it a, what do we call it? A soliloquy? My soliloquy, yeah. A soliloquy about Randy Savage and Bret Hart in that match, because I, I, I dig what you were saying. Well, here's the here's what, like, you know, I, I had, like, an epiphany and, like, a... Epiphany? A, a wow, not an epiphany. I had, like, a wow moment, because you're watching this match, and it's taking you back to 1989, and you're kind of, like, in between traditional... And sports entertainment, where it's kind of mixing now. And you look at nowadays where, in my opinion, nobody's trained right and nobody knows how to work. Like, you know, it's just not really a wrestling product anymore. But if you watch when Bret Hart and Randy Savage entered the ring, like Savage jumped through the ropes and got into the ring. I think Hacksaw managed to tag Brett, and Brett kind of came in slow because you could feel the build from the crowd and from the both the boys. And it's like everybody was like, wow, Brett Hart. Like, that's when Brett really started having credence with, like, he was getting he was getting recognized as really good, and he was getting over really good. So, like, he got in there, and Savage, you know, Savage felt the electricity, and so did Brett, and they started going. And these two, I, I've you, you're rarely going to see for that two, three minutes – Two better wrestlers, two better workers, two better ring mm. psychologists than those two. They, they, that was some of the best display of wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Just those two, three minutes in a Survivor Series match. It was unbelievable how, how professional they are, 
how well they are at their craft, how how in tune they are with everywhere they are in the ring, every move they make, feeding off each other, feeding off the crowd. It was just it was it was amazing. These you you in that era, you're not finding two better wrestlers than Bret Hart and and Randy Savage. It was just it was unbelievable watching it. Because now you can look back and you can be like, you know, because you're watching this shit show that they have now, you know, like Outlaw Mud Show, and uh, go back to like that, or you know, how how good these guys really were, how good you had to be to be in like the WWF back then. Like you can even tell, like from guys that came from the NWA to the WWF. They elevated their game a little bit when they got to the WWF because mm-hmm. I think that was probably the mountain yeah. that they needed to climb. But it was on move for move, um, you know, every 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 move they made, everything they did. I mean, Savage was was like flawless. I I just could not believe how crisp Savage was. And Brett, I mean, I I see why now. I mean, I you know you always know why, but. Look at being older and now and wiser and having watched, you know, wrestling so long. You can see why they call Brett the excellence of execution. Because every freaking move he did was just like bam, bam, boom. Like there was yep. no he did, there was no no stuttering, no slipping, no like you know no like khaki handed bullshit. Like he just grabbed you, boom, move, savage, bam. You know, savage, get up, boom, boom, back off to the other move. And it's like it, it was just it was unbelievable. I think guys should that that part of that match should be required watching for guys that are learning how to work. So, well, yeah, Raul, he's been he's wearing a blue hat. So whatever, (laughs) he's been for a lot. Well, yeah, Raul, you do agree with me. That's right, but. What, what, what we said many, many times on this show is, and we didn't say it originally, too. It was on uh, Dog Side of the Ring is that, you know, Brett really thought he is the world champion. I think well, Brett kind of lost reality a little bit with, with uh, when he with won the, the title. Goodness. Yeah, I think he kind of lost reality. Like, listen, I'm the world champion. I'm the greatest there is. Well, you, when know, he you, won- were, you didn't win the title, you were when given he, the title. Yeah, when he became champion, when he won the title. Something happened to that greasy head, and he it just he just became I don't know he like you said went to his head it, like you know everybody picks on the Ultimate Warrior you can com- you can compare and contrast Brett and the Warrior with their egos because you see the Warrior before he was you know big time he was he was a big muscle head steroid guy that got over and. That's what got over, and that's what people liked, whether people mm-hmm. thought he was a shitty worker or not. Brett was a working man's worker. He was, he could work, he could bump, he knew every step in that ring. And then each one of them, when they each got, you know, when they got a little bit more of the, you know, they give them a little bit more to eat, they got their their head got bigger and bigger. And now pretty soon it's like, you know, Ultimate Warrior, you know, is going nuts talking to stars and, and, and constellations and Brett's, you know, Canada's, you know, the greatest, you know, country on earth with a million people and 400 billion square miles. And come on, you know, it's, it's, just get, you know, no offense to Canada. I'm just picking on Canadians because, you know, 
There's like eight people that live in one province. It's not my fault. Okay, that's just a fact. And Warrior Warrior just has. I think people just the promos. Yeah, he got he got two he got two. We just listened to the Thanksgiving. What the hell did he even say? I mean, he wasn't as bad as Hogan this time. He wasn't as bad as Hogan. I mean, he he Hogan rambled, but Ultimate Warrior what 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 did you say? What you could see the, the the crazy starting like you know like it's almost like he's on like this natural LSD trip, but he's not like on LSD. He's like on like some kind of like psychosomatic mushroom that grows, you know, underneath like sandstone in Arizona. I don't know. I don't, he's just, he's out of his friggin' mind. He said, you know, he talks to his hands and he's talking to people. Then he's looking up at the stars and then he, he's talking to the, he's got everybody in collectively in this one little room and in his mind. But Brett, what I'm saying is, is they both were kind of like, well, you know, it's it. I'm, I'm it. And it's me or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, so. By the way, though, th- this one, I thought this is the one where Ultimate Warrior wrapped him, wrapped him up with the, the tape or the rope. Whatever. Remember the hell that promo he did with the Rockers? It was a Survivor Series team. Remember when he was walking while everyone else was talking? He's walking around them, chaining them up together, wrapping them up in like a rope. Yeah. Well, like, kind of like, what are you doing? You was that last year with Beefcake or was that this year with, with, uh, it was definitely with the Rockers, but I didn't see that promo in this one. I didn't either. Wonder if so they what, kept that out because it was too creepy. What the hell year was that then? <laughs> they might have cut it out. That's, that's about, weird. Right? Talking about though. That's weird. Yeah. That's so much I thought this was wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It was definitely the Rockers because if you look at Shawn Michaels' face, he's like, "Dude, what? What is this guy doing? Why is this guy wrapping us up like a goddamn present? Like, what is this guy doing?" Uh. Crazy. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was great. Well, speaking of Hulk Hogan, his match, is his match is next, and uh, I would have to put his team again top five, six, seven of all time. Hulk Maniacs, Hogan, Jake the Snake, Robertson, Axe, and Smash. That's they a pretty fight. solid team. Exactly, they fight the million dollar team with Ted DiBiase, the Powers of Pain, Warlord Barbarian, and your weak link. Zeus. This is all leading up to the no holds barred. We're saying next Friday. So, uh, give me your impressions of this. Or Friday. One, Which one was it? He was in both, right? Yeah, he's in both. Is, yeah, that, that Friday was. Well, this is way before Friday. Oh yeah. Bert, what'd you like about this one? Uh, well, just the craziness of it, because um, because I, I, you know, looking back, you would never think that Jake would be a a Hulkamaniac, but um, yeah. But exactly, it worked. it worked, and uh, it's it, it was interesting that they brought in Zeus, a character from a movie, to actually put him in to the actual like working uh working environment, which is very which it, it now like that would never happen. Like they would never take some a character from a movie and put him in an actual like wrestling event to to promote the movie, which is weird. But I mean, it worked. You know, it was good, fun action. And, and uh, the funny thing is too, the movie didn't even come out yet. Yeah, it was just like building up to the movie. They were talking about how how this guy Zeus uh, took it too seriously. This guy Zeus was crazy. This guy <laughs> Zeus was really trying to challenge me. Like, oh my god, really? Are you seriously trying to do that? And hey, I bought it hook, leg, and singer back in the day. Well, I didn't buy that he was a crazy guy, but I'm like, wow, this guy's a monster. This can guy can really fight. This guy can that. Then you watch him, you're like, oh no, this guy can't wrestle. <laughs> oh no, this oh, guy no, can't he's... fight. He was mm-hmm. god awful. Yeah. He's just jets. 
Uh, Eric, what'd you like about this one? What didn't you like? Honestly, I thought the Hulkamaniacs were a great team. I thought I kind of liked the whole. It, it was always fun when Hulk Hogan had partners. And they all kind of got on board with, like, Hulkamania. It was like, you know, <laughs> they fed off the, the energy that Hulk created. You can see Jake doing it a couple times and, and Smash, you know, getting people into it and stuff. So that was fun. Um, of course, DiBiase being, like, the classy worker that he, even though he's a douchebag, um, he's he's a good worker. Um, he pretty much carried that team, you know. Yeah. I mean, but uh, overall, I, overall, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, surprise, surprise. We all know who won that one. Yeah. And it, now, is it just me? Or is this is kind of where you started seeing maybe people getting tired of Hogan a little bit? I mean, when, when he hit the three count, the crowd went crazy. But when he was hulking up and stuff, stuff I didn't see a lot of reaction. Yeah, they were, it, was, it was starting to dry out. It was getting a little, a little low. A little bit. Yeah. When he got the three, the crowd went crazy. But up until then, they were like, eh, here we go. He's going to hulk up. He's going to do a leg drop. He's going to do this. And then, you know, all right, the three count, yay, it's over. But I don't know. To me, it seemed like they weren't into into him. You got to remember, that's going on. Hogan's doing this and Warrior's doing this. So that's probably when Vince said, well, pal, we got to try this out. I got body on it. Excuse me. I know I have my. I think that's what led. I think that's one of the things that led to it. I think you guys are right with that. That's coming up anyway, too. Because what year was that? Ninety. It was ninety. Hogan. The Royal Rumble. They teased the. You know when they backed into one another. Hmm. And how short's the Ultimate Warrior really? Because Hogan's only like six three. In real life, a warrior's got to be what five eleven. He had he had some uh, (laughs) he had some implants in his boots. (laughs) Yeah, do so did Hogan. Yeah, you know. I've stood next to some of these. Believe me, I know how tall they are. Um. All right, so we're going on to the next one. The Rude Brood. A.K.A. Team, team, team Minnesota. Yeah, basically. But team Minnesota. Yeah. Team Robbindale. Team, Min- team Minnesota. Perfect. Yeah, when you got Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect on a team yes, together, sir. that's pretty damn good. Um, they would have been a great tag team when you think about it. Mm. They would have been a great tag team. Oh, yeah. And speaking of tag teams, they were with the Rougeau brothers doing their All-American Boy gimmick, which I absolutely I thought added such a great twist to a boring-ass team. Mm. I mean, they've got good wrestlers, not a great gimmick, but when you add the All-American Boy thing, it was hysterical how they were that all good. They needed American. that player. <laughs> absolutely. They needed that. And they went against probably one of the worst teams ever, I'm sorry to oh. say. But I will give Jimmy Snooker his credit for this match. One second, though. It was uh, Piper, the Bushwhackers, and Jimmy Snooker. Now, remember, this is Jimmy Snooker 1989, not 1983. But still, Snooker was the last one in the ring mm. with Mr. Perfect. And he held – I thought it was pretty decent. I thought he pretty much held his own. Yeah. He did. Perfect for, for you know, a couple of minutes. I, I was ready to be like, oh, my God, watch this horrible – Horribleness, but I I didn't think it was that bad. No, of course you know you got perfect who can make anybody look good too. So he can work, he can work a broomstick. Yeah, that was I mean when Piper and, and Rude fought up the up the up the ramp. They got disqualified. Of course uh, they did. Stupid bushwhackers who who looking back I I really really hate them. 
Like looking back on it, I, I really dislike them. I don't know. Like back in the day, you thought they were funny. They were, they were, yeah, they were fun. Oh, you like, okay, they're fun. Now well, for little kids, yeah. Like when we were kids, we were like, oh, these guys are awesome, you know. And I was like, I wonder why they never won the tag titles. Now, years later, I'm like, thank God they yeah, never won. That's the tag why. Titles. Now we know. Yeah, now we know. Um, what about Piper in this one, uh, Zant? You're, you're the Piper guy. What you, you like Piper in this? His second stint in the WWE, you know, after uh, they live. And he came I, back. I did. I like the. I like the Piper Rude. I do and I don't because, mm-hmm. like, why did they put them? Why did they feud? You know, like what? Mm-hmm. what I, don't I, remember, I don't remember what started that feud either. I don't I, was it when he beat up Bobby Heenan and on primetime? And that didn't that start it? I don't remember. It might, it might have. Um, Piper and this, I think he went along with the goofiness of the team that he had. I mean, it, it seemed like it was kind of like a, they seemed like the four stooges, like for a while, it, you know what I mean? Like it was just, that's kind of what I felt, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, this wasn't one of Piper's shining moments. Um, yeah. but I think it was just, you know, like it's a gimmick match. It's, he was probably going along with it. Yeah, it was all right. But I said, I, I give Snook a credit for this one. Yeah, Snook, uh, Snook did okay with Perfect, yeah. Because I said, Well, you're going to have to. Or or was it, Bert, was it Perfect that made it? Or do you think Snooker really did all the well? I mean, Snooker, Snooker, even later in his career, was still in pretty good shape compared to other guys because of his, just because of his uh, heritage and uh, the way he took care of his body. So he really couldn't really let himself go unless he really wanted to. Um, and like I said, you know, it's, it's Mr. Perfect, you know, he could work a broomstick, but you also have to be able to, you know, kind of get him to that point too. You can't, you can't just, you know, be a bag and just sit there and just do nothing, you know, yeah, so, for that, for that long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Snugger can definitely, you know, move around, but even oh, in yeah. his later days, he still could. And now what do you think now also with Snooker, now that we saw dark side of the ring, was he slipping or you think it was all part of the act of him becoming more of a savage Islander type guy? Or do you think this was the real crazy Jimmy Snooker that we learned later on? Thanks to dark side of the ring. It's hard. It's hard to tell because, you know, back then you can't really, you can only, you can only see what's on, what's on TV. You can't see, you know, outside of you, you unless you really knew you, you don't really know outside the ring. You can only see what you can see on TV. So now that we know, obviously, what was going on, you know, did he, was he starting to slip? You know, maybe. But, um, I mean, he isn't the only one. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, we look back on and see, you know, it's a lot of damage that these guys take, you know, every day, you know, 365 days a year working up and down, you know. So maybe for some guys, they got to a certain point where they couldn't handle it, but they still had to do it because that was their livelihood, you know. So yeah. like you said, you can only really see what's on TV, but you know who knows. And before we get to the last room, real quick, I said I felt like that when I watched. Uh, it was the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero passing away yeah. just recently, and when they showed the uh, the tribute to Eddie Guerrero, and and the cameras panning <laughs> by, and they showed Chris Benoit, I, I all I think of is this was the catalyst. I mean, not even him. not even that. Just his his um 
his backstage interview they did with him. Yeah, that's like breaking down. That's that's this was, really this was, now, yeah, now we know though that was kind of the catalyst. It was, yeah, yeah. For, for to me, make I think him, to make him, yeah, to make him lose his mind and and yeah. end up killing his wife and and his kid and himself. It's like wow. You, when you watch that now, you get all the chills. Yeah. You, get, you get the creepy feeling, like oh my god, this is really the moment where he's like, oh, you know, yeah. His, his probably like was going. Probably like like criminalists, you know, that, that watch that and were like. It's right there, you know. Yeah. But who the hell watches for that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, they do say, hey, he did have really bad CTE, so that mixed with the, you know his his emotions to losing Eddie, mm. not a good combination. No. So, I mean, but yeah, I watch that now, and I'm like, ooh, that's 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 hard that's to watch. In itself, yeah, that's enough in itself. Yeah. Yeah, not only the Eddie Grail tribute itself, watching it, but like knowing that what's going to happen only a short time later, you're like, wow, this is. Crazy, yeah. crazy to look back on that. Oh, so sad. <clears throat> um, well, the final match, we were, what we were talking about, the Ultimate Warriors, <clears throat> Ultimate Warrior, Jim Neinhart, poor Jim Neinhart got thrown in just a random match <laughs> since him and him and Bret Hart broke up. Hey, and the Rock, Shawn Michaels, and the murderer, Marty Jannetty. Murderer. <laughs> murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Take, and this is very interesting because I forgot about this completely. Taking on the Heenan family. Including Bobby Heenan himself, because because Tully wearing, got wearing right? his Andre the Giant tights. So it was Andre the Giant, Arn Anderson, defense. and Bobby Heenan. So what did happen to Tully Blanchard? Do we know? Failed the dr- drug test. Is that what it was? Mm. Failed the wellness policy they had in place. But no, it wasn't a wellness policy. He. Did he, so the, did he hold up the cup? Did he hold up the company for not giving? Oh wait, that was his daughter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, he. Uh, no, he. 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 They got caught with 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 coke. You know. So. Vince, Vince let him go. Yeah. Jeez. And that followed him back to the NWA. See, they didn't hire him when Arn went back. They didn't hire him. Mm. So I didn't remember. I, I didn't remember him even being without Arn, but Arn didn't go back too much later. Anyway, he went back a lot sooner. Right after well, this, I think he, he was gone. Year. This was it for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, anyway, always, it was but, always weird to see him in WWF. They really, they really like they fit better in NWA WCW. Yeah, like see, for me again, I I was always a WWE kid. I knew them as the Brainbusters. I didn't know they were the Four Horsemen until later. I'm like, holy shit, they're the Four Horsemen. They're the yeah. original Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You didn't know that? Not when I was first first watching wrestling. No. Wow, dude. Mm-hmm. When I when I was a kid, it was Weird. WWE and that smoky dark gymnasium wrestling. That's what the NWA was back then. It just the TV quality was shit. The ring looked like shit. Are they wrestling like, in a TV studio? What is that? Yeah, like, 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 are they in my backyard? Like, why does what? it look? Why does it look so bad? Remember how? And this is back in the day. NBC had the NFL, and it looked awesome. And then in the old days, CBS had it, and you're like, "What the hell am I watching? Yeah. Why does CBS look like complete shit?" And that's how that's how I felt back then for wrestling. I used to put on TBS like for the Clash Channel, whatever, and I'm like, "Why does this look like it was filmed in 1942?" Like, why does it look so dark and dank and, and you know? But you know, I said Flair, the Road Warriors. I got those; those are always cool guys. But I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't the historian that I was yet. So I looked at the Brainbusters before they were 
I know. I apologize for that. That's probably a sin in most wrestling worlds. I knew them as the Brain Busters before they were Four Horsemen. I'm, I'm going to give you a pass on that. I'm going to give you a pass. Okay. I, I, I apologize. I was young. You were, you, you were a New York guy. You were in the city. I mean, I was. It was. It was Bruno. It was the Garden. You knew the Garden guys. You know. So. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even think the NWA was like a a real thing. But of course, like you said, now you're an adult, you look back, you go back on the network and you watch and you're like, it's more wrestling than the WWE was. WWE yep. was, was showmanship and NWA was fucking real wrestling. Yeah, yeah that's right. why that's why you get Jim Cornette all worked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> God damn, give me cheeseburger with extra onion, extra mayo, double cheese, motherfucker. Fucking Vince Russo. Fuck Vince Russo. Vince Russo, you motherfucker. I'm going to piss on your grave. I think he will piss on his grave. He will. He'll live he to will. be like 103 years old. And then you see this crusty old Southern guy going, God damn. He'll piss on Russo's grave and then drop dead. Five seconds later, I think he'd be happy with that. <laughs> um, I, no, the great thing about this match was, of course, back then you didn't think so, but looking back on it now, as as we are experts, I should say, who was the last two in the ring? Bobby Heenan and the and Ultimate you, Warrior. You fucking Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> it's like okay, here we go. And I remember, I after I forgot about it when I watched rewatched it, but then. It kicked in my not remembering when I was a kid. I'm like, oh my god, Bobby Heenan's about to die. Yeah, Bobby Heenan <laughs> isn't going to physically die in this match right now. And uh, yeah, but Bobby Heenan, good for him, man. He took bumps. He 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 was a maniac in that ring. He did. He was doing. He was doing good. I mean, I mean, Bobby Bobby knows how to work. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And again, they just start looking back on the history books. I remember someone gave me a wrestling book once. And one of the first things I opened it was to was Bobby Heenan was in a dog collar match. And he's all covered in blood and shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's Bobby Heenan? Like a wrestler? Like he actually wrestled back in the day? Oh, yeah. And, that, and that, that's how you learn. See? That's how you learn stuff. You research wow. it, kid. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. But we knew there was no shot of Bobby Heenan actually winning. <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior actually destroyed him. Yeah. Ultimately, took out almost everybody, didn't they? Arn Anderson took out Shawn Michaels. Mm. Where the hell is Andre the Giant? Oh, count out. Yeah, of course. You know, well, Andre, you know dude, Andre's not getting pinned. Look, Andre dude, was again. I, I I get so sad watching late Andre. Yeah, he never should have been wrestling yeah. this late. No, especially he, trying he, to trying to work. Like even when they gave him the tag belt with uh, Haku, that was all Haku. It was all Haku. He, he was the Haku was the tag team champion. Yeah, basically. I am the tag team champion. <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad for for Andre too watching that. Like this poor guy. Imagine the pain that son of a bitch was in. Oh, I forgot. I'm, I'm in my so much. I'm in pain every day. I can't imagine what that dude was in. How old yeah. was when he passed? He was in his forties, right? Our age, 45, 46. Shit. He looked Shoot. like he was about like seventy. You know, sixty eight. He looked old. Well, everybody looked old. But if we talk about this, like back in the day when we were young, when you were 45, you looked like you were ancient. Yeah. You know? It's just a generation thing, I think. I think it is. I th- it's, and it was harder living back then, and people had harder lives. And- you know what it was too, Eric? I always think of my, my NL. I was at her 40th birthday party. And I was 
I don't know how old I was. We were young, obviously, yeah. but but you know, not, and El to me always seemed a lot older because just she's my aunt and she was older. But yeah, I'm like 40. I was on her 40th birthday. I didn't yeah. know she was you know, like that. That's kind of weird. Like everyone, weird. everyone seemed a lot older back. You know, it's true. No, it's absolutely true. Like I'm like, oh, I look pretty good for 45. I don't look 45. I look, I look pretty decent. No, but, you know, but you know, a little kid be like that. That fucking guy's old looking. Oh yeah, no, my kids think I'm ancient. You know, they, they think I'm like a fossil. <laughs> like, and we lost Bert. I don't worry. He'll be, I'm sure he'll be back. He'll pop back on. So overall, how'd you like 1989? I Overall, I thought it was entertaining. I, I, I was thoroughly entertained by it. I thought it was, you had a good mix of, of good, good wrestling with some goofy shit. And, you know, of course, Hogan and, um, you know, and 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 the eliminations were, were all, everything. I think it. I think overall, this was because they started what in eighty seven. This is the third one. That this is where I think they kind of fine tuned it and they got it. They like got it right. Like they were like, okay, like you know, yeah, the guys that they paired together with, like you know, the teams, it was fun. I mean, of course, looking back, it's it's goofy, like Roddy's rowdies and and. No, see, that's my favorite part of this whole thing. Mine too, but like you look back on it, you're like, okay, now I see what's going on. But you know, uh, in reality, you're like, okay, like that's why they did that because they're all goofy, they're all funny. Like Snooka's a maniac, you know, a psychopathic killer, murderer, and they probably knew that. And then you got the Bushwhackers and Piper, the Three Stooges. No, but isn't that what that's what's lacking? I think like now it's all versus SmackDown. It is. It's a Raw Women versus SmackDown. That's all it is. I want to see Rowdy's Roddy's versus the Rude Brood. I want to see those wacky teams that you never. I want to see a mixed Survivor Series. How the hell they not done that yet? I don't know. I know that hmm. would be pretty cool. Get them a couple men, a couple women in there. I, I think they're they're following the trends too tightly, and they're going a little overboard. I think they need to be be loose with it and let let these yeah. guys. Yeah, be loose with it. Don't, don't, you know, not everybody has to like know how to do a shooting star press and, you know, outlaw the super kick, <laughs> you know, and slapping your like slapping, you know, when you when you kick them, slap your chest. Come on, man. You see, speaking of stuff, do you see those chops, Ronnie Garvin and uh, who was it? Garvin and, and was it Valentine? Yeah, Garvin and Valentine. Valentine. We're giving each other? My God. Dude, that's that Ooh. 70s, that's that 70s, early 80s. Uh that tough guy bullshit. I mean, those guys yeah. were tough. I mean, I you could probably get a hit them with hammers and it wouldn't have hurt them. See, that's why you could if you showed someone today like a Greg Valentine versus Tito Santana match, no matter how great that match was, even the IC match, what's what Santana beat them, they're not gonna like that match. Like, what is this? Bullshit! No, they don't understand it. It's fucking wrestling, dude. This is what wrestling was back in the day. Yeah, the fucking fireworks and the and the moonsaults and the and it was like, no, this that's not what wrestling was back in the day. It's not gonna, it's not gonna fly now. No, because it's all pizzazz. They ruined them with the pizzazz and the bullshit and you know the horror. You think think the attitude era, attitude era, is why it was so great because it had that perfect mixture. 
of the yeah. two of like what's going on now and what was going on then in the golden era? You think that's why it was so mm-hmm. great? You had good workers still and guys that knew how to work, but you also had like the the no the unboundness of like they're like let, let's let's put a little more reality into it than than fantasy. But at the same time, let these guys who know how to work work. You know. Yeah. The, the what do you think of eighty? What do you think of eighty nine overall? Before we move on, what do you think of Survivor Series eighty nine? Um, good. Uh, de- definitely not one of my favorites, but um, uh, n- not necessarily mad that I did, that I watched it. So pretty good. You like? Do you like the old school format? You like the wacky teams? Yeah, I just you know back then, you know that was you know for you guys watching it, you know. At the time, that I'm sure that was something that you look forward to every year. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to get to see guys that you never see team up with before team up and go against a whole other team and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know it's, you know, very different. But, you know, it was fun. Like I said, that's the whole point behind it because you never know who's going to team up and why and for whatever reason. So it's always fun. Yeah, they would just be like, well, this guy's this guy is feuding with him. We'll put them on opposite teams. This guy's feuding with him. We'll put them on opposite teams. This guy's these two teams are fighting. These two throw them together, give them a name, make them bounce around during the fucking promo, all, all excited and shit. And, you know, I that's why I did. I loved uh, – before because this was before the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. When was the first Royal Rumble? 88? 88. So this is it doesn't matter anyway. The Royal, this, the Royal Rumble wasn't the Royal Rumble yet. It was getting – Like, like when Duggan yet. and yeah. Big John Studd and Hogan won it, it, was, it wasn't as great. It wasn't the Royal Rumble yet. It was just another gimmick match. But Survivor Series was my favorite until the Royal Rumble really got started getting established. Then the Royal Rumble, the Rumble became my favorite uh, pay-per-view every year. But, yeah, I loved I, – I wish they would do that now. I wish they would – instead of just having Raw versus SmackDown, I wanted to see the stupid the stupid teams, like teams that make no sense together. Yeah. Throw them together. Let them have fun. That's, it doesn't, well, everything that's everything kinda, doesn't have to be – doesn't have to be following the storylines. Have fun. Like these guys had fun. I'm sure they had fun during these matches. Hmm. I mean, and there was heels of... and there was faces. Let them, let them go at it. Get it, Bert. No, I said, yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of what they're doing this year. Because I'm not really too excited for the um, Survivor Series matchup this year. I'm kind of whatever. Um, but the teams they have, like I know AJ Styles' team is like you know him and Keith Lee and uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Braun. Braun, but like a rant, like random, like like what you're saying, like random teams, but they're they're still doing the whole Raw versus SmackDown thing. They're always going to do that until uh, as long as they put the importance of the brands on top, because that's really what's they're trying to push right now. But see, um, even then, the, what, what's the format now to get on the Survivor Series team? You got to win a match. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that. Like mm-hmm. I want AJ Styles to walk around the back of the locker room and say, "I want you to be on my team. Mm-hmm. I want you to be on my team. I want you to be on my team. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want matches to determine." Who's going to be on Team Raw? Who's going to be on Team SmackDown? It's still micromanaging. Yeah, I'd rather see it be more loose, more fun, like a house show. Like more, at least once a year you could do that. And that's what I think Survivor Series should be. Especially because it's going to be show versus show. You should have a little more fun with it. Hmm. That's just me. I might be wrong. I agree. Uh, All right, we're going to talk about. Now, I had a lot of problem with this, too. I think I think Birch, you had a problem too picking out your yeah, favorite one, right? It's hard. There's I have two that I want to put for tied for first place, but I know we can't do that. But it's like you, I have, you, I you can one. do whatever you want. We don't have <laughs> rules. We don't have rules here. Where did I put that stupid banner? Oh, here it is. 
our favorite Survivor Series. So, uh, you know what, Bert? Let's start with you then. You had such a problem. Okay. Uh, I, well, well, the only rule I said was you got to pick one that we haven't discussed already. Okay, that's easy. I, so I, I, know, might, I, break, I, I might break my own rule because I'll tell you what, <laughs> my favorite ones are pretty much the ones we've already discussed. Mine too. I am, I am, I am a fine. huge fan of all the old school ones. But, Bert, yeah, give us your uh, – you can give us more than one if you want. We okay. have no rules here. So, actually, today is actually the perfect day. It's, it's November 17th. So it is the so the twentieth and the twenty fourth anniversary of Survivor Series two thousand two and Survivor Series nineteen ninety six, both from Madison Square Garden. Two thousand two, like you have to like this is me, you know, back during that time, you know, I was you know twelve, thirteen years old, heavy, 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 heavy into SmackDown. I didn't have cable when I was younger. So I was literally only watching SmackDown. So, you know, Brock Lesnar, the SmackDown 6, you know, Guerrero, Benoit, Ed, Rey Mysterio. That's, that, for me, was, like, the best stuff at the time. That's a great team. Yeah. And um, and this 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 event is great because, um, if you don't know, every title changes hands at this event. Uh, but they don't feel forced. They're all naturally done well. They're... Even though someone might lose, it doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't get over, especially in the case of Brock Lesnar and Big Show, because I feel like more when you watch that match, it's more Brock Lesnar getting screwed than Brock Lesnar actually losing by Paul Heyman. The Elimination Chamber match, the first ever, which is still the best one that they ever did. All the other ones that they did after either were too much or they overdid it. But the first one, the crowd was hot the whole night. You know, even though you know Shawn Michaels is probably going to win this and you know they're talking about it the whole match like oh is he can he come back can he do it after being out for four years you know da, da, da. and you know the finish of that match incredible that show is that i literally was watching that earlier today like that shows one of my top five favorite shows wwe's ever done like that's one of the greatest shows they've done and then 1996 on the other hand maybe the match quality wasn't necessarily up to par to 2002 but just the moments I mean, you have The Rock debuting, which is a landmark event. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart for the first time. Uh, Bret Hart's comeback after, you know, walking away from the WWF. And uh, and the main event, which a lot of people don't talk about, but Shawn Michaels versus Sid, that was a great match. The, the, the Sid over as hell, and, you know, the announcers, you know, Jim Ross and Vince – you know, they try and, oh, it's a, it's a very mixed crowd for Sid, but, you know, they're they're rooting for Sid. And, you know, the whole the whole time, you know, the, the way that, you know, they, they fit in Jose Lothario, he gets hit with the camera, Sid hits him, uh, Sean is, like, so worried about him. Oh, it's his father figure. It's his dad. Oh, my God. Oh, he might have a serious problem here. JR, I think this is JR when he was still heel after introducing um, uh, Fake Razor and Fake Diesel a couple months before. So, you know, JR on commentary this whole night is – Hilarious. Um, but yeah, the finish of that is great. You know, Sid powerbomb Sean. Boom. One, two, three. Sid wins. Crowd pops like crazy. Fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, those are those are probably my two favorites top from Survivor Series for me. Cool. I'll agree with those. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Mrs. Ant, I know you had a problem with this also. Well, you again, you're, you're more the old like I am. Yeah, because I wanted 90 so bad. So, dude, but, pick. We have no rules. You can pick ninety. We'll throw that rule right out the window if you want. I don't mind. I do. I was just trying to 
spread the love to Survivor Series a little bit more. Because we're moving on next week. Next week's the big Undertaker show anyway. So, well, uh, uh, so no, pick, 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 pick three of your favorites for all I care. Well, I got, I, got, I got one. I narrowed it down to one, and it's 91, the gravest challenge. Hmm. Because the teams were pretty funny back then. You had, and by the way, speaking of dark matches, <clears throat> Tatanka had a dark match as Chris Chavez against Cato, first match. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Mountie, Ric Flair, DiBiase, and the Warlord took on um, the Bret Hart, the Bull, basically the Canadian team, mm -hmm. Bret Hart, the Bulldog, Roddy Piper, and Virgil. They got to throw Virgil in there. <laughs> um, so that, that was a cool Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was a cool team. And then uh, my favorite match, Jim Duggan slaughtered Texas Tornado, and, and Tito Santana beat uh, Berserker, Mustafa, Hercules, and Skinner. And I think all four of them, the worst team ever created. Worst team, and I think all four of Duggan's team survived that. I don't think anybody got eliminated on that team. Mm. I think that was the one where they all, you know what I mean? I think, if I remember correctly. I didn't get to watch it today or last night. But, but of course, then you got The Undertaker beats Hogan. You know, that was cool. Yeah. That was over, too. Mm -hmm. Why they did the whole Very. Tuesday in Texas thing, I don't know. I was, I don't know. But then you know you got the what, you got the tag match, the Beverly Brothers, um, with the uh, with uh, the Nasty Boys, and they beat the Bushwhackers and the Rockers. That's that's cool, you know. I know you love your Beverly Brothers. I love the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> I like the music more than I like anything. But, but how about the Big Boss Man, the Legion of Doom, and? Um. Yeah, Erwin R. Scheister and the Nats a three-on-three. I thought that was weird. Mm. A three-on-three match? Yeah, Boss Man and the Legion of Doom versus Scheister and the Natural Disasters. I was I was confused. Even back in the day when I saw it was three-on-now, four-on-four, or five-on-five. Could have throw in your Greg Valentine and your Tito Santana like they usually do, just throw them in there for the fourth guys? Yeah, they didn't do it, so... Now, here's the elimination ones. Yeah, Mustafa, Hercules, Skinner, and the Berserker. The whole team survived. Texas Tornado, Duggan, Slaughter, and Tito all survived. That's so great. That's so that pretty, great. That is pretty funny. So, yeah, I got to go with that. I got to go with 91 because it was it was a fun time in life. It was a fun time in wrestling. All my favorite wrestlers were doing something there. So, and the Beverly Brothers and, and the Texas Tornado were in it. So, that's where I'm. <laughs> the Beverly Brothers. That's too funny. Owen Blake. I don't know. I, I I know you. I know you dig their music, but I don't know. I don't know if I can get past those guys. <laughs> no, they actually they 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 kind of the shits, but they were fun. <laughs> they were fun. I know you like next year too, because that was going to take versus Kamala. That's I love that one. And the mm. coffin match. Yep, I love the I love the. The SummerSlam one too. Mm. That's the one that we watched. That was that was a funny one. That was a good mm -hmm. one too. Well, said now the reason I said I, I don't mind. I didn't get a chance to really go through the later ones. I really wanted to go through them because there was a couple. <sighs> I couldn't pick off the top of my head. Which one? The Attitude Era ones. I couldn't think of. And I was oh, the, 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 you know the best one. 
I go, well, which one? I, say, I, I couldn't think of which one because I, I was busy today actually at work for the first time. I was actually, I was actually a mention, but 98, the deadly game tournament, that one is the best one in the Addicts era right. by far. That's the one where, um, uh, with Gilbert, where he comes, where he debuts, where Vin- Vince comes out, he's still in the wheelchair, and he, uh, Mankind comes out for the first match, and uh, he has the fucking uh, cue cards. <laughs> it's like, does a whole promo. It's like, this man wrestled for the World Wrestling Federation back in 1990, and then for Greener Pastures, wrestled in WCW. <laughs> this is like at the this is like at the height of the the Monday Night War. So this is like great great stuff. And then you know you think Vince is hyping up this guy. Who the hell is this guy that mankind's gonna wrestle? And then fucking Gilbert comes out. Well, Dwayne Dwayne Gill comes out. Uh, jobs in like a minute, not even a minute. I think it's like 20, 30 seconds. But of course, that that pay per view is, is famous because it's one is probably the best tournament that the WWF has done, at least in the Russo era. Because you know, people give sh- uh, people give a lot of shit to Russo, but especially as they oh, he does tournaments all the time. But this was actually the best tournament that he did. You know, basically, Vince screwing Austin again. 30 seconds uh, it was 30, 30 seconds sec- wow you see like 30 seconds vince screwing austin you know because austin you know at this time this is his year i mean this is the year that he you know blew up you know merch wise uh popularity wise so if he wasn't winning with a title who the hell was going to win the title right and you think it's definitely not going to be mankind because somehow they're going to screw mankind out of the title because you know vince doesn't really care for mankind so then you have the rock who is beginning this babyface turn the crowd is, you know, yeah, this very, is probably very the best. much into the rock. Yeah, it was the and most surprising the end, turn. This you forget too. This is a year after Montreal, which is another great Survivor Series that we love that we're not going to talk about because we talk about it a million times. <laughs> um, the finish of the match, you know, and uh, by the way, you know, the Rock and Mankind up to this point were kicking ass for twenty minutes. Like this is a great fucking match they were having. You know, Rock goes in. Oh, it was a good match. Yeah, Rock puts Mankind the sharpshooter. Turns around, you can hear the crowd like, "Oh God, here we go!" And then yep. Vince goes over, ring the bell, ring the bell. It's like, "Oh, McMahon's on the ring the bell." What the hell's going on? And then the rock music plays, crowd fucking pops. We don't know what the hell's going on. And then fucking Shane, who also one of the best one-two middle finger counts ever done, the Stone Cold. Um, but basically, that they were all they were in it all together, all along, and basically you got the corporate rock. But yeah, I mean that's that's a great event. I mean it's fun too because you know even though the matches are very short, um, pretty much everyone at the time was hot. You know, so you had Jeff Jarrett, Al Snow, the New Age Outlaws, The Rock, Stone Cold. You even had Undertaker and Kane on this on this card. Yeah, that was you a know, pretty good one. That is for a like good a set, for like a stack card. Yeah, yeah, that was a massive, massive, massive shock. Mm, yeah, that last with the rock. Yeah, 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 like you said, how you got that? that you know what, dude? That took balls too. Mm-hmm. That took balls to have a guy who just turned face and is getting all this popularity, and just wow. That's that's when that's when the, that's when doing this uh, a screw actually works. Like because in this in this in this in this situation it works because a lot of the times the problem is they try and like overdo it. A lot of the time, like, oh, why do they have to, you know, do this, to do that? But this time with the Rock, it actually did work because people did not really did not see it coming. Yeah, that's a good one. I gotta start trying to get through all of these 
But today I actually had to work today. Mm. Usually I haven't been working lately. Lately I've been screwing I mean, around. From the today last, I had to work. <laughs> from the last five or six years, I think the one that stands out the most is uh, 2014. Now, the, the event itself, the matches were um, up until the main event were pretty subpar. But the main event, you know, Team Authority versus Team Cena, um, which I, I think it was like a fifth hour, almost one hour. I think it was like a very long match. But, of course, that's the match where Sting makes his long-awaited debut in WWE, uh, which is also on my birthday, by the way, which is very awesome. Um, that Sting debuted in WWE on my birthday. Like, that was, at the time, six years ago, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. But, um, but yeah, that was a great match. I mean, that's probably, you know, you, you want to, people give shit about, uh, shit on Dolph Ziggler a lot, but that match, he really showed what he can do. Like, for... I like Dolph. You know, I don't know yeah. Dolph's all right. He's a yeah, good Dolph's, worker. No, no, no. Dolph's Dolph's saying, I'm saying, like, you yeah. know, like for whatever, I'm just saying, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great match, and of course, you know, Big Show turning heel for the one hundredth time—that's uh, probably the only bad thing. But everything else in that match was great. I mean, the build-up was great, you know, because this is when the authority was like really starting to become a pain in the ass. But um, but it worked. Remember, Austin asked Big Show on the on his podcast, "How many times have you turned heel?" He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know." You know what, though? See, I, I, the reason I said you guys can break your own rules, break these rules, because I can't pick one. Mm. I literally can't pick one other than the ones that we discussed, because I said I'm, I'm more of the old school, traditional. I I look forward to that shit every single year. Now, again, I told you, I didn't get to watch pay-per-views, especially on Thanksgiving. That was forbidden. The only mm. thing you were allowed to watch in my house on Thanksgiving was King Kong and Mighty Joe Young. And like all the old school stuff, the March of the Wooden Soldiers. That's all we were allowed to watch on on Thanksgiving. In my probably opinion. the fucking Macy Parade. Probably the, the, the parade. <laughs> you get your ass up. You watch that freaking parade. Then I used to go back to sleep, take a nap. Oh, yeah, then, look it, it, then it was all the classics. <laughs> it was all the classics on that day. So I never got a chance to. But but I did have a connection who hooked me up with the <clears throat> a videotape with the satellite. Oh, I have a satellite. I'm like oh, satellites, then were such a big deal. I look forward to that shit every single year. If I had a, I, I don't even know if I could pick one. I love all the early ones, all the ones that we've been reviewing. I'm like, oh my god, this brings me back to my childhood. This brings me back. And I like I said, I want the wacky teams. I don't want to. I even said Team Authority versus Team Cena. All right, yeah, it was cool. I get it, but it's not like a wacky thrown together with a with a cool team name type thing. But I still dug it. So I'm going to cheat too and say I just like all the early ones. Yeah. I love all the early ones. I love the stupid teams. Me too. <laughs> Even Hogan Savage when you know the lust began, still a great match. Still a great. You had still lust a great in paper. your eyes, brother. Yeah, dude, the lust was unbelievable. It was so awesome. It was so obvious <laughs> that Hogan. I can't wait to meet Hogan. I'm going to tell him one day. I'm going to wear my "You Got Lust" shirt, and I'm just going to I'm just going to point right at him. Just, this is you. You gotta do the the, the the aggressive point. I will. While I'm online, <laughs> yeah. probably, probably throw me off the line. <laughs> I, I plan on meeting him one day. He's he's my uh, wrestling uh, bucket list guy. I haven't got a chance to meet him yet, mm-hmm. but I will. I know Eric. If you want to meet any of those guys, you know you should come on down. Wrestling Universe is packed full of guys. It is. They're getting a lot of them down there. Uh, what's that? They're coming back already. Uh, 
IRS and DiBiase are coming back already to do another show or another signing already. They, for some, they, they were the most popular one. Hmm. And a lot of people missed them, so they're bringing them back already. Well, a lot, of people, a lot of people are dumb if they want to go see Ted DiBiase. I don't know why you hate Ted DiBiase. I know you told He's the a story, but... Fucking prick. I want to... I want you want to know something? Ass. I haven't sworn much on this spot. You guys have, like, tripled all my F-bombs, so... Today, maybe. Oh, today you have. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> all time, no, but... <laughs> Maybe Bert. Bert. Bert subtly swears. I hear him. Tatanka, <laughs> November twenty first. Brian Cage. I don't know who the hell Brian Cage is. He's a AEW. He's the FT. Why. He's the FTW. Oh, champion. the FTW guy. Yeah. You're right. Coco there. He's the FTW champion, brother. I, I already told you I won't go see Coco Beware unless Frankie is with him. Mm. It doesn't say. Ken Patera. Ken Patera'd be awesome. He's a, he, he, he's a swearing fucking prick, too. By the way, Mike Kyoto. Anybody really want to meet Mike Kyoto? I would. Gerald Briscoe. Gerald Briscoe? Gerald Briscoe, November 28th. He's a, he's an old school tough guy. He can stretch you. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, dude. Harvey Whippleman, December 4th. What? Wow. I want to see if I, I want to bench press that guy. I bet I can still pick that guy up. I want him to do a promo and say, I want all you people to get on your feet. And show respect. Deborah. Fuck Deborah. December 5th. Fucking bimbo. Former Enzo Amore. December 12th. I'd like to go there just to beat him up. <laughs> wow, Doc Gallows without uh, his partner. That's weird. Good About the bullet, dude? Oh, uh, shit. Eric, you're coming down. Okay. You're coming down for Max Moon. Wow. Max Conan. Conan? Max Moon. That's crazy. Yeah, we got to do that one. Wow. We got to do that one. The Hulk Hogan of Mexico. And on the same day, Savio Vega. That's what? A two for, that's a two wow. for one right there, man. I'm coming. What, what day? When is it? December 12th. Yeah, I'm there. I'm done. I'm putting, I'm putting in. Money Inc. December 19th. Mm. Uh, Brad Maddox and Mick Foley. Brad Maddox. Holy shit. Not interested. I want to wow. see Max Moon and Savio Vega. Max Moon. Wow. That's how cool crazy. is that going to be? Hey, how Raul, cool is it going to be to see one of my... You don't go any, Raul, how come you don't go to any of these signings? I'm surprised we don't, you don't go to more of these. Yeah, Raul. What the Raul, F? Raul, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen as many guys um, as you have, but I, I've, there, I've been to a few conventions down here. Not for wrestling, but for like um, comic-related stuff. And they've had a few wrestlers there. Um, oh, they come to comic book stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I saw Kevin Nash. I was I was too nervous to talk to him because it's like fucking Kevin Nash. It's so and like I was it was like he was literally like two feet away from me, like sitting at a table. I was that's great. Fuck, that's fucking Kevin Nash. I met him. I met him twice. Twice, and he was awesome and, um, both times. And f- you know who's <clears throat> you, you see somebody on TV, you're like, wow, she's uh, she's pretty cute. But let's Mickey James in person is fucking gorgeous. Like really, I haven't seen her yes. seen her in person. I saw her. She was at a signing. I didn't go in line to see her, but I saw her like on um, like a few minutes, like a few feet away, bros. In person, she's fucking gorgeous. Like she was, you, know, she was, you know who I didn't she think was barely, was like barely wearing any makeup. Like it was just like you know, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. We we did a show back in the day, and and Terry Runnels, she was Marlena still, mm-hmm. and 
she really wasn't that attractive. Like, mm. I would have, I would have taken Sunny any day of the week. Yeah, still, I, would. Never, I never thought she was good looking. Terry Ryan. No, man, give, give, give me Sunny any day of the week. Yeah, Sunny. She's still legendary. Hot. Sunny's even legendary. though she, even though she's all skanky, she's still hot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, speaking of Sunny, in uh, fucking Survivor Series '96, she goes on commentary, and this is during the uh, the Survivor Series elimination match. That has uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, against Jake Roberts. So this is you know this is '96 Jake Roberts. So this is Jake Roberts when he was a, a recovering alcoholic, kayfabe. Uh, so they basically the whole match like he comes out and she's like, oh, I heard uh, I heard Jake Roberts before he used to wrestle. He tried to he tried to be a lawyer. He couldn't uh, he couldn't get past the bar exam. I was just like, wow. That's Jesus, and then Vince is like, "Oh, that was a very uh, derogatory comment there." <laughs> and then you know, Jerry, yeah, shut up, pal. And then Lawler throughout the match, like you know, uh, Jake goes for a punch and he misses, and then Jerry's like, ah. "It's like, wow, that's crazy." No, Raul, I'm with you. I like Man. meeting the women more often too. But you know what? I'm with the women. I I, I don't know what. I, like, where do you put your hand? Mm. I always get just, nervous. I do, do I touch you? Am I allowed to touch you? Do I just stand? Just, do I stand like a little kid? Like I, just, I, don't, I don't know how to. Listen, man. You just, you just put your hands behind your back and just stand there. Like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Let, listen, guy. Listen. If you got the good vibe, they'll they'll put their hands on you first, and then you just follow suit. That's true. That is very true. Oh, I told this, they, I told you my Velvet Sky story, which was phenomenal because she's mm. my was uh. I never got. I never met her in person, but a friend of mine was met her at Philadelphia, and she actually Facetimed with me. She Facetimed oh. with me. He he like my friends a big fan of Velvet Sky. He's like my friend's a huge fan, and she she actually I, he goes Tim, I got someone else to talk to you, and I I, oh, I was I was cool. like a child. I was like <laughs> like I was dumbfounded. She goes hi. I was like hey, <laughs> like how are you? She's like oh you your friend here said you said I was like yeah. That's I don't funny. know what to say, <laughs> and then she signed. A picture for me right on right on i actually he has i have that on my video on somewhere on facebook she goes which one do you want i got the uh her dressed up as princess leia from return of the jedi in the gold bikini and she signed it right for me nice. held it up thanked me and then on twitter i i said thank you so much velvet sky you're awesome and she responded to me on twitter oh maybe we'll get to meet one day i was like uh yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We will. And, and then, and then the pandemic hit. So she thinks she was supposed to be in that store, and then the pandemic hit. So that went out the window. Still, I heard she with, got real sick. Is she still with um? She had the COVID. I don't know. If she had the COVID, but she had something wrong with her. Something wrong. She vanished with her. for a while. Though she's with Bubba Ray. She's a bully, right? Yeah, she's with Bully Ray. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Lucky. That's how I know stuff. because I, I was listening to his show on on, on XM, and he was saying that. She was in bad shape, and people were sending her well wishes and all that stuff. Mm. So, right, but so yeah, she signed that, that for me. It was awesome. Kevin Nash was awesome. Uh, Mick Foley was good. Sweet. Oh, so, I saw Mick too. I met I met Mick before. He's very nice. He's going to be there too, not so, in that store. And then cool. we met Demolition. We were they were awesome. They were awesome. My my highlight with with outsiders was uh, Scott Hall said, "Yo, it's a sweet Wolfpack shirt, bro." I was like, "Yes." Yes. Hey, that's a sweet Wolfpack shirt, brother. Yeah. I was, I was, I was like, I was like, yes, Scott Hall. Thank yeah. you. But I was like a little kid. I couldn't say nothing to him. I was like, yeah, okay, yay. You're like, thanks, Razor. Yeah. Let, let me throw it up and, and just take the pictures so I can get out of here because I, I, I feel like an asshole. 
<laughs> you do. You feel like a little. Eric, right, you didn't feel like a little kid when you met Demolition. No, because I used to be a worker, and I'm you know. I'm kind of in the. I'm kind of in the middle of like you know. I wow, I'm meeting Demolition, but. You know, I, I I know what the deal is, so it's I don't know. <laughs> you know, not for me. I was like a, I was like a child. Mm. I was like, holy shit, it's Demolition. I, I felt like telling Smash, dude, I was you. As a kid, I was you. I was when, when I was attacked you with my friend. I was Smash. I was you. <laughs> so, oh, we went past an hour. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, next week, we are gonna do. Hopefully, next week it's a holiday week. We'll see which way everybody wants to flow. To be determined. I, yeah, it's to be determined. I know. So, but we were going to bring you our own Undertaker tribute special. Uh, if you see on WWE.com, they put up a tournament. Of greatest Undertaker matches of all time, and we are going to shit all over that one. We're going to do our own list because our list is going to be better. I hate to tell you, but it is. That was be the most fucking awful list I've ever seen. Well, no, it's a good list, but the people have are picking they, the wrong they, matches. They I, 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 I think it's shitty. I, I think most of them are shitty. The wrong matches. I think yeah, most of them are they're shitty. picking the wrong ones. They pick you yeah. don't pick him versus Foley. That's that's not an Undertaker highlight. That's a Mick Foley highlight. That's a Mankind match. That's not an Undertaker. Undertaker stood there. And watch Mick Foley fly off a cage, fly through a cage. He really didn't do anything for, for 30 minutes in that match. So I don't know how people keep – it won twice already. It advanced twice already. And I'm like, how did you I, pick I that? I think that's going to be the one that ends up winning. Oh, my God. And that's yeah. terrible. That's why our list is going to be – It's either going to be that or the, the WrestleMania 25 match. Yeah. Oh, that's – look, anything's better than that one. I don't know. It's well. it, That's a Mankind match. That is not a – you know that is not a t- a take or highlight the hell in a cell. It's a mankind. If it was a mankind match, okay, let's put that one on that list. But it's not. So our list is going to be better. Well, Eric, what do, what do you think is missing? What have you seen that's missing? Oh God, uh, the Kamala match was great. Um, a lot of his early stuff. A lot, yeah. All, let's go from '94 back. I mean, there was mm-hmm. so much good stuff. It just it's it's bullshit. The, so. the casket match with Yoko. Yeah, that's why not on there? I thought that was on there. Is that on there? I didn't see Yoko on there, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't not. think so. I don't know. We can tear it apart. I that's gotta get going. That's what we will do. We'll, we'll tear it apart. Like I said, our our tournament will be better than theirs. Yeah. So we'll we are to be determined next week. It's a holiday week. I understand. People got shit to do, places to go, people to see, turkey to eat. We will decide next week. We will post it on the page, post it everywhere. But thank you for everybody for watching. Raul, you're the man. I have to get you, I have to get you your shirt, Rollo, because you're our number one fan right now. So you're gonna have to get you a shirt somehow. Uh yeah. So I said next week, Undertaker Tribute, Survivor Series. Oh, by the way, I put it out. To, I already told Eric, but Bert, I don't know if you want to do it. I think Dave said he was down. Uh Survivor Series preview. Are you down to do a show uh, Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, I'm yeah. off. We can do it. Like six o'clock. Do it for a half yeah. hour. Yeah, you know nothing big, but leading into Survivor Series, I figured once a month we, before the big pay per views, we maybe we'll do a little pre show, just for the hell of it, because we don't yeah. talk too much new stuff on here. So okay. I figure we'll not we'll do that. So I'll let you know about Sunday then. Okay. So uh, that'll be Survivor Series. Otherwise, Undertaker tribute tournament. Ours will be better. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Any any last words, Eric? Before we go. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, Ted DiBiase and Brutus Beefcake. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Bert, what do you got? Uh, just uh, mirroring what he said. Uh, stay safe. Uh, happy holidays. Um, 
And like I said, tune in next week. Undertaker, Undertaker, Undertaker. That's right. And whether you like us or you don't, we're the best thing going today. Make sure you share us out. Sweet. Take care, everybody.